three things before we get to the main show. Number one. Of course, I'm Max Pichette, I'm your host, and I want you to know, number one, that I have a lot of strong opinions on this show, and you'll hear that, but I just want you to know that just because I say it, I don't want you to believe it. I want you to do your own research about the topic, and I don't want to be feeding you propaganda. I have my opinions, and you can have yours. That's why I cite all my sources, so you can go and read those and make your own deductions. Two. And because I have such strong opinions, just know that I say some things that may be offensive to some people. I don't know why they would be, but apparently they are. And just so you know, it's not my job to make sure your feelings are intact, but I will give you a fair warning. Again, I don't care, but I just want you to know that if you're going to get your feelings hurt over an opinion, now is the time to uh, switch off. And number three, I have quite strong opinions, but I want everyone to know that none of the bands that I play on the show, none of the ads that I have on the show, or any of the interviews I have on the show agree with anything I say. As far as I know, they don't know what politics are. They could be living in a bunker for all their life, for all I know, you know, so as far as I know, as far as I care, honestly, they don't know what politics are, or what my opinions are, even. I don't know what their opinions are, unless otherwise stated. If you don't know, likely assume that, you know, whatever. Again, they do not explicitly agree with me at all on anything, unless specifically stated. Please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Phenomena Nation's Podcast. I'm your host, Max Bichette. It's been a while, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. You're hearing the carbons with All I Need.
absolute banger. I love this song. Always have, always will. The Carbons are a great band. Go check them out. Uh, we'll leave a link to their stuff in the description, of course, as we always do. Welcome back, nation. So sorry I've been away. I um, I just felt that I needed a break. And I think that if I was uh, to do a show during that time, it just wouldn't have been my best. But I decided to come back and release um, a few episodes here, actually. Uh, we have some very special shows coming up. Um, I have a few things that I kind of want to announce for the show. I'm going to change our release schedule. I think I'm going to do it, um, instead of four times a month, I think we're going to, I think we're going to do it, um, three times a month instead of four. So, you know, uh, cause one, I've found that people come back more if it's like less and stuff. And I'm not trying to, like, get, like, a lot of plays and stuff. But, you know, it's more to be, like... Because you don't want to be berated with a show, you know? I found that I'm less likely to listen to shows and enjoy them if they release more often. My favorite shows release only, like, once every two weeks, you know? Like, Beer Sauce and uh, and uh, the Be A Man Experience only release, um... Uh, not twice a week, once every two weeks. So it gives me something to look forward to, and I enjoy it more. And I, uh, I want you guys to enjoy this show more. So, oh, that's why I'm kind of doing that. And also, like I said, it it gives me some time to relax and think about what I want to do and stuff. So, yeah. So, and not only that, we have um, our release schedule is going to be kind of weird in this month. We're going to release an episode on the 1st, an episode on the 3rd, and most likely an episode on the 12th. So that's what we're going to do. The 1st, because this episode will be coming out on the 1st. What's that sound, man? There's a weird sound. Anyway, yeah, like I said, we're going to be uh, releasing this on the 1st, because that's the Friday. On the 3rd, which is a Sunday, we'll be releasing uh, the one the 4-year Phenomena Nation's anniversary. Really, it, this is really special. 
really special. Four years I've been doing this. It's a really, really, really long time I've been doing this show. And it's um, it, it's been a really good time. And like I said, I apologize I haven't been around lately for um, some episodes, but... I, um, I really want to, I really want to try and do a little bit more, so yeah, and then April 12th, we're going to be doing one for my birthday, because, you know, why not, so April's going to be weird, probably in May, we'll do something a little bit normal, we'll probably post in like the, or probably upload in the first three week or first two weeks, leave a week, and then the last week in the month, and I think that's what we're going to do from now on. And yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I'm pretty excited to get back on here. Uh, it's just been it's been a while. I've um I I needed a break. And during that break, I've most with my free time, I've mostly just been playing guitar. That's it. But I did learn 12 songs, which is fun. Most of them are Nirvana songs. Out of the 11, it's, uh... Or 12, I guess. It's... I learned eight Nirvana songs. And... <laughs> I learned, like, th like, three or four of those in one night. So I was really into that. Which was pretty fun. And yeah, so I've just been mostly just playing guitar, so that's been fun. Really, I, that's something I really enjoy. I've always wanted to play guitar, and I've always had a guitar. Well, I've had a guitar since I was like 10. And I had this like really bad like kids acoustic guitar f since I was like really young. And I learned sm <laughs> the easy smoke on the water riff. Never learned anything past that. I wanted an electric guitar. Also never learned anything past that. Um, in like April, May of 2020, I learned I Walked the Line after I left the guitar for a few years. Um, learned that. Never played it again until December of 2021. Which is when I actually started learning. I did a whole guitar starter course thing on Andy uh, with Andy Guitar on YouTube. That was like a really great um, starter course, and I'd recommend that. It's a ten-day guitar starter course by Andy Guitar, and um, I learned from there, and I just started learning songs. You know, it was really an interesting little thing to to, to learn how to do. And then Marty, Marty Music, of course. Marty Schwartz. Really, uh, really. There's some pretty good stuff on YouTube, uh, if I do say so myself. I've learned quite a bit from there. I learned how to, uh, the best, you know, I learned the, all the notes on the strings for one reason. So I could translate regular chords to power chords. Just cause. You know? Also, I learned a song called Up in the Clouds by Skeggs. Really good song, but... And I was watching the video and it was like, you gotta play bar chords. 
And I said, no. No, I'm going to play power chords. Which I did. And I learned it. And it sounds just as good. So, anyway. Yeah, so we're going to go to a break. We're going to play you a song. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry that I haven't um, been doing some too much stuff lately. But I've been doing some stuff. But, you know, not just not podcast stuff. But, you know, we will um, we'll get back to that, of course. Coming up next, we're going to play you a great song. This is, um... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Oh, damn it. I lost it. This is the... Wor- I have the worst f- sorting system here. Go back up. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, we're going to play, um... More. Damn it, where'd it go? Scroll up here. We're going to play Don't Pity Me by uh, Against the Sun. This is one of my favorite songs by them. Really just great song off their debut. So uh, enjoy that. Again, this is Don't Pity Me by Against the Sun. I know that I'm not worth a thing, but I hope that one day you will pay attention to me. to breathe You were the cornerstone of what we had and what is lost now Don't pity me with your goodbyes Don't pity me with your goodbyes Don't try to hide behind the famous disguise The fact that you don't give a shit shows in your
And we are back um, with another awesome segment. We got our album review of the week, of course. We are going to be reviewing um, an album of a genre I've never done before, I don't think. Uh, We're going to be doing a country album today. Country bluegrass type. Really great album. This is one of my favorite albums of all time now, I think. So I and I really enjoyed it. My family really enjoyed it. Everyone that I've showed it really, really enjoyed it. Really cool, really cool album. Um, so today we're going to be reviewing uh, "Retro Man" by Jake Vaudeland and the Sturgeon River Boys. Now these guys are from uh, Big River, Saskatchewan, which is pretty cool. A little bit further north than me, so I thought that was pretty cool. And, you know, these guys are really, really talented, really great musicians. And this is just a really great album. So, like I said, this is a kind of country bluegrass type album. But, like, not just, it's not just a country album. It's like a traditional country album. And when I say traditional, I mean, like, it, it sounds like it's straight from the 40s or 50s, you know? Like, this is, um, and it's not, though. It's from, uh, 2021. So it's, um, they really harness that sound of the time. And from there, they created their own kind of unique sound. But it, but it's, it just feels old, you know? but in a good way, it just sounds like, because, like, a lot of modern country sucks, super lame, like, that pop country stuff, it's just horrible, but this, this is exactly what, what I want when I think country, you know, because I'm not big on modern country, I don't think it, it really has that same feel of, anything older, you know, like, like, you listen to Johnny Cash compared to, like, I don't even know, like, any new, any new artist, like, uh, like, Johnny Cash compared to Morgan Wallen, you know, like, yeah, he's a good, Morgan Wallen is a good, like, uh, musician and stuff, but, You know, it's pop country. It's not that good, in my opinion. Everyone I know would beg to differ, but I'm just not that big a fan of it. You know, this, however, you know, they got that really traditional sound that is exactly what I want from country, you know? And I think a lot of people, a lot of real country fans want, because it sounds old, it sounds vintage, it sounds... It sounds so unique and real. A lot of this, a lot of this stuff just sounds like it's like the newer stuff sounds like it's just written, you know, to appeal to people. This is written because it's what they feel. You like, like it's. This is written from like their perspective, like with real emotions and stuff. And opinions, and it's really interesting and unique. 
album, considering what's played and what's popular now. Like, like the song Retro Man, for example. It, the, the title track of the album, this is Retro Man. Uh, the sixth track, the title track of the album. It's about, like, having a more traditional life. And kind of straying away from modern societal norms and stuff. And it's a really great song. And I, and as soon as I heard it, I was hooked. Because I heard it on the Saskatchewan Telemiracle thing. And um, they, they played on it. And it was... Wow. that that It immediately hooked me. And I love their music now. And I'm surprised that I never heard of them before. Because, like I said, they're from Saskatchewan too. And... They're just a really good band. And they're ex- they're exactly what I want. They're like the dead south for me, you know? They're, they have that traditional sound, but they make it their own, you know? It's not, they're not just copying what, what happened in, like, what, what they played in, like, the 40s and 50s. They're making it their own, but still harnessing that style, you know? Like, look, kind of like, uh, like Hank Williams the Third too. You know, one of my another one of my favorite country artists. Very traditional sound compared to what else is popular. You know, and so I think that's an an important thing to note. It's that they are so different than most other artists out there. You know, and like, uh. I think my favorite song is Retro Man off this album. But I, but a few runners-up. Uh, every song on this album. Top-tier, great, great, well-written, well-played, well-composed music. I really enjoyed every song off this album. Like, runner-up after, like, Retro Man is House and Pool, the first track off the album. I really enjoyed the message. I think... And I'm pretty sure, just judging from the lyrics, it's kind of about how the education system is whacked and kind of stupid and stuff, and it's not, you know, it's not it's not really preparing you for anything, and it's kind of just leading you to a dead end, essentially. And it's about wanting to do what, what, what he wants with his life, which I thought was really awesome. And same with um, what I think Be a Farmer or a Preacher, the fourth track off the album, is about is also about kind of being yourself and doing what you want to do. And I, re- and I really think that those are great messages to have in that music and to promote and, you know, just really... What, how they did it was really really impressive, and I think that's kind of, like, the, the message of the whole album is to kind of be yourself, and, you know, not worry about what others are thinking, and just to be, be unique and be you, you know, and I think that's the most important thing to note from this album, and I think it's a really refreshing, like, take on everything, and especially with the type of music that it is. And, like, uh, even, so, even because I love the style so much, I'm not, I don't listen to, like, a lot of country. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of punk and stuff. 
But I think that's also kind of what drew me to these guys. It's that they they have that kind of punk attitude of... Second. Doing what they want and being what they want and trying to be unique and not kind of like conforming and stuff. And I think that's really an sort of impressive and a, a good message to send. And like I said, they're not, they're, they don't, they, they don't sound punk, but they have that, I feel like they have that kind of, that attitude in their music of just trying to be unique. And I really enjoy that. And the lyricism in this music is so on point. It's crazy. And I, I really, really enjoy listening to these guys. So, you know, it's just a great album. Really, it is. It's top tier for me. One of my favorites that I've heard in a really, really long time. So, I'm going to have to give it, like, a solid 9.5 out of 10. The only gripe I have with it, it's only six songs. Only six songs. I want it to be longer. But, <laughs> if it was longer, it would be easily a 10 out of 10. Because I want more of it. Great, it's just a great album. These guys are really cool. And I'd love to see them live one day. And I'd love to have them on the show. So I think I'm going to contact them. See if I can get them on the show. Because they're uh, really cool guys. Like I said, solid 9.5 out of 10 stars. I give it. One of the best albums I've ever heard. Really unique. Really great sound. And if I were you, I'd go and check these guys out. Because they they really they really deserve it. You know, they really deserve your attention. And, um... Like I said, check them out. Great guys. Great music. And, um, yeah. So anyway, that's, um, that's about it. We have an interview coming up after this. Uh, we're gonna play you a song. But before we do that... I'm going to talk about our interview. We did uh, an interview with Andre Wright. He's a singer, guitarist, songwriter, really cool guy. Great person to talk with. We've we've kind of wanted to have an episode together since like October, and we just never really got around to it. So I was happy to have finally got him on. We, We finally made something work. And I'm super glad that we did, because he's a really cool guy, really great to talk to. He played us a few songs, actually, um, on the recording. Like, he actually picked up his guitar and played and sung for us, so that was really cool. He played two of his original songs. So yeah, that was really awesome, and I was super glad to have had him on. Anyway, we're, um, we're just going to go uh, to a break here. Yeah, we're going to play a song. Uh, this is the Cool Adorers. Uh, they're a German kind of psychedelic blues rock band with um, their song, California Psychosis. I really love this song, too. Anyway, we'll be right back.
All right, we're back, and today we've got a very special guest. This one has this interview has been a long time in the making. Uh, we just never really got around to it. But today I have Andre Wright, a guitarist, singer, songwriter, and cat lover. Andre, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do? Pow to the fucking rip! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, my mom's probably gonna yell at me for that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Um, yeah, man. Um, my name's Andre, of course. You know, I'm a I'm a songwriter, singer, uh, cat lover. Uh, 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 God lover, and all that, man. All the whole nine yards about me, man. Cool, man. So, yeah, I come from uh, Massachusetts, and willing to willing to work towards the music, man. I'm trying to be one of the most virtuosic musicians of all, musicians of all time, ranging from anything from blues, country, pop, metal, crap ton of metal, actually. Yeah. And, Bit of alternate rock, you know, rock and roll, all that stuff, man. Awesome. I was um I was looking at your your um your page there, your Instagram page, and you just um uh dropped a, a song, right? Uh Die was, with Die With You, right? It was called? Yeah, it was a uh, re I uh, re-uploaded it. Uh, you know, yeah. I like I like the my, my voice sounding better, and it's a better take. You know, it's a little slower than the original one. You know? Yeah. Back I then, really love that song. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was sick. It was it was one of it was one of my first solid. Well, it was actually my very first solid song. You know, I've written like three or four songs prior to that one, but that was my step in the right direction man that, that really inspired my uh my sound and it was just just right after uh me parting with one of my exes and and it was the whole idea of the song is hoping to uh see them again see them again and get back together obviously i don't see that ever happening again nor do i ever want it to <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, it's you know every every line and it's just it's just you know it, it makes me think about what that was here, you know. As much as I haven't had like a real real relationship, I've had a bunch of long distance relationships. Yeah, and you know you kind of get attached to the idea of what it could have been over time. You know, it brings brings it down, but putting it into a song makes me put it in the past. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. I I I I just love that song. It just it, it's like a pop punk ballad almost. I I thought when I first heard it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, and it's like that ballad about a girl. But I'll tell you what, man. It was it, as much as it was kind of. I don't want to say cliche in that sense, but I guess it kind of is, but like the ballad about a girl in that style, but just the way that you did it was, I really, really liked it, man. It it felt very unique. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's all about putting different things 
into one thing that reaches from different broad spectrums. Like you could say, you get you get the country guys, you get the metal guys, you get the you get the pop guys, you get everyone from any part, and they they'll find something that they enjoy in the music. You can you can add all those up and create something, but as long as you don't put something forward that's yourself, it just doesn't work. And that's probably where I that's where I, probably where I put that in. And then people like it, you know. I put I reposted this on TikTok, and with within less than twelve hours, I got almost a hundred views on it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Knowing that knowing that I only have eighteen followers on TikTok, <laughs> and then back, well, like back with my older take, I got after three days, it went up to like three hundred. So I have high hopes for this take. You know, sick. It's a, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot better. You know. And yeah. actually, that song was one of the songs I was going to play for you today. Oh, uh, I can't wait. All right, well, like, would, would you want me to hear it now or uh, yeah, play a sure. little bit down there? All right, man. Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. All right, man. One, two, three, four. Staring at your brown eyes in the rain But it doesn't give me any more than pain We'll come inside, stay a while Place a coat down the aisle I think we should start again We'll take my hand, I'll take your pain Leave this life all away Step inside, drift away I'm sure the love is on its way to you Well, I'll take your right hand I'll be took And I'll do anything just to make it me and you well, I'll take your right hand, I'll be true, and I'll do anything just to tie with you, me and you. Since last time, it almost feels like the first time. Sweet 17. Mm-mm. Well, grab your coat, we'll hit the road down the Georgia, the Texas coast. I don't care. Now that I'm with you. Well, I hit the gas, I pass the light Down the dirt, nearly hit a bike I laugh, and she laughed too 
Will I take you right here? I'll be true. And I'll do anything, just make it me and you. Will I take you right here? I'll be Not to anything, just to die with you, me and you. Whoa. Wanna die with you. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> bro. That is—I'll tell you what—that's probably one of the best acoustic songs I've heard in a really long time. <laughs> well, I guess you haven't heard fifty uh, percent of the acoustic songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, really, man. That's really good. Thanks, man. Like, especially for songs that are like within that were released within the last decade that's that's really good thanks man i appreciate it yeah have you ever thought of like actually sitting down and recording them your 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 songs yeah i've been trying to reach out to other people my brother actually uh has his own recording uh thing at his house but he hasn't just got he hasn't gotten around to uh uh actually uh like have me record it it's been i've asked him like for two years now that song is two years old now and it's crazy you know yeah it's been a long time a lot of little nicks and crannies filled up with that song and the fact that i i've gotten so far with it and i haven't recorded it like professionally it's kind of crazy so now i'm like reaching out for to like places around the area i just texted just before the uh just for the interview i i texted a person in my uh town like yo uh, i heard you got this business doing uh all these things in your music studio so i was like it you know i asked if they recorded music for a certain price and so hopefully have that in the future but uh, I haven't been able to play gigs yet, so yeah, I really, I really want to get gigs going. So I just gotta, I just gotta get a uh, an uh, acoustic guitar with a a jack in it and a acoustic mm-hmm. acoustic amp because you can't hear that when you're in a club now, can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I fr- I think you that song has got some real potential, man. Thank you, man. I I think so too. You know, because when. Because I absolutely 
hate how my voice sounds sometimes. So like that now I got that self confidence that all right, it I am my own voice, you know. It, yeah. And when you have a bit of yourself and you don't sound like someone else, people come to you because you have that originality somewhere. Exactly. So like you know, I feel like I have that potential to go somewhere with this, and that's why I want to make in my life, you know. As For much sure. as I have other things in my life, like uh, I want to be a salesman some to some degree. I have a job uh, at a uh, used auto sales place where I'm the boss's right-hand man. Really? Yeah, but he's out He's out in the hospital. Oh. Uh, he has liver cancer, you know. That's horrible. And, yeah, man. And he just got covid so huh. it's it's pretty hard for yeah. him, and I've been praying for him. You know, he's a he's an amazing man. I've known him for about a month now, and he's just such a great great uh soul to have around here. And I feel like that he has some some years left in him. Because why would I come in the picture if there wouldn't be anything? Yeah, to it, you know. You know, and I found. Always the the best people will suffer the most, but they'll, you know, they'll be around for the longest. Yep. So, um, if he's as good as you say he is, I'm sure he'll be fine eventually. I'm sure he'll pull through. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. I hope so, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I he has he's he's going to be teaching me a lot of things. You know. Yeah. his, His son actually used to work with him and he went to go work at a other car a car dealership and then he was like one of the top salesmen and so and he wasn't making a lot of sales but he was still the top salesman yeah in like new england area and people down in florida called him like said you want a job at one of these dealerships and he's like yeah so they paid him to come down to florida and start working for them so like an opportunity like that just shows how how much i could learn from this man yeah yeah man for sure especially when they have experience and they're a good person to be around you it's definitely a good a good place to learn you know oh yeah and I, I don't even feel like it's a job, you know, uh, you know, yeah. I feel, I feel very comforting, you know, sometimes I even, I even help his wife sometimes whenever he's, uh, whenever he's out sick. So, you know, it, it's the, the place is right on his, uh, right at his house, you know? Oh. So sometimes I help him with other things too, you know, running errands. So it's, it's a real, it's a really, uh, cool job. I really like it a lot. I don't, That's I don't. Great. You know, I used to work at freaking Market Basket, and I and I hated <laughs> the feeling I had there. You know, yeah. But uh, they had me working in chicken, you know, cooking the the rotisserie chicken. That was the most unsanitary crap I've ever seen. Yeah, chicken's great though. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that those those dirt and germs really do add that extra flavor, you know. Oh yeah. Strength is your immune system. That's probably why I didn't have COVID for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, for real, man. You know, in this 20 minutes that I've talked to you, I noticed one thing already. Charisma. Chari- yes. Yes. Are you, 
have you ever thought about being a motivational speaker? How many people have said that to me? Uh, about 10 people. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually thinking about being a youth pastor at uh, the church I go to. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah, man. But I could definitely pull off being a motivational speaker, you know, having a high level of charisma and, uh, you know, having thoughts flowing through my mind sometimes when I have to uh, tell some people uplifting things, you know? Yeah. I've, I've told, I told this one young lady that, you know, you shouldn't think about people like, cause she's very anxious, you know? And I yeah. said, why are you so anxious? What's there to be anxious about? And she says, I don't know. It just comes up. And I was just like, you know, if you feel like you can't speak around you, just remember the people around you are probably NPCs. So whatever you say does not condone to them, you know? Yeah. And, she, and she's like, I'm going to have to, completely changed my mindset for that one and i was just like yeah as you should (laughs) (coughs) yeah so how old are you right now i'm turning 18 in june oh sick that's what i was was thinking you're probably 17 oh yeah yeah so you you know now that i think about you kind of you know psycho michael right who uh, Psycho Michael, you know, uh, Mike Muir from Suicidal Tendencies. Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard I've, I've heard of Suicidal Tendencies. I really like yeah. that. I just the only person I know in that band is uh, uh, Robert Trujillo. Oh, he's like the best bassist. Oh, yes. He he was in Infectious Grooves, too, which was uh, Psycho Michael's other band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, amount of, the amount of bands Robert Trujillo is, he's probably up on the list with Phil Osamo of how yeah. many bands you could be in within 20 <laughs> years. Yeah, and like big bands too. Oh, yeah. You know, he's played with Black Label Society. When I saw him on stage at a live video for uh, Black Label Society, I'm like, that's Robert Trujillo! <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he, he's probably one of the most unique bassists I've heard, you know? Oh, yeah. He has a little flamingo style, you know, and his little yeah. freaking crab, crab walks on top. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the I have one complaint about him in Metallica is that he I don't think he has the full creative uh, freedom that he should. Well, I like because I, I feel like there he's um. I love his work in Metallica. He's a great bassist, but I feel like it's missing something, you know? Honestly, the, I'm pretty sure the only reason why he doesn't have all the creative potential is because of how his style is so different from Metallica. That's fair. That's fair. Because if they, if they give him a lot of creative style, he's probably going to change Metallica into a punk band. Yeah, which which we already had Metallica doing freaking Saint Anger as much as that that album Saint Anger is actually a really good album. I'm not gonna lie, I absolutely adore the Saint Anger man because yeah. the whole the whole reason behind that album is to get that pissed off attitude and you know the the snare really reminds me of like beating the crap out of something so hard that it goes out of tune, you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, Lars beating the crap out of his drums all the time, you know, you just finally snapped, just broke his snare, and there you go, Saint Anger. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
And, you know, I think, like, like a lot of people hate that album, you know? I mean, I, I, see, I see why, because it's just not Metallica, you know? Yeah. But I think, like... And I understand that in a sense, but I, but I also, and I used to think that way too, but the more that I listen to music itself, I just kind of think it's not so much about a style, it's about the expression, you know? Because mm-hmm. St. Anger wasn't Metallica's style, but it was, it was expressed like Metallica, you know? They, they expressed it like themselves and they did it like themselves. It just didn't sound like them, you know? Yeah. And all these people are, are like, pointing that it's not a Metallica song, but it's all about perspective. Yeah. Everything is all about perspective. Because you can look at one thing and say it's this, and the other person can look at the one thing and say it's the other thing. Yeah. You know, and it's it brings controversy to a subject that shouldn't even have controversial thoughts about you know everybody should go in with an open mind man that's what's wrong that's what's wrong with this world you know nobody goes into it with an open mind everything's so closed off to new ideas and that's why we have such a political divide in anywhere you know yeah uh you know it yeah you know some things are worse than others some things you don't need an open mind to say what it's wrong you know yeah, there's people. Yeah. There's people 100%. that I agree. There's people that disagree and, and agree upon. You know, and that's yeah. That's the whole. That's the whole idea of perspective. For sure, hundred percent, man. And and I think people are, like you said, close-minded a lot of the time. And I think they're also afraid of other ideas because if you go y- your life believing one thing you don't want that to change, you know, because you find comfort in that. But as you move on in life, you're going to find people with differing opinions. So, but again, you have that comforting idea that you've had for your life, but you don't want that to change because that like, like um, I listened to this podcast and this guy, he says, people always prefer comforting lies over the uncomfortable truth. And that's kind of what everything is. It's just, and then, as people don't want that to change in their life, and they want that com- comfort, they become more and more aggressive against the people who have that different opinion. And, and you know, and it just grows more and more. And that's, I think, where everything comes from in our society today. Yeah. It, yeah. It. You know, if people are really afraid of change. That's that shouldn't be because being afraid of something is is exactly actually is exactly that. I was gonna say something else, but that is that is exactly true. Uh, people can be afraid of something, and afraid of being afraid of change, you completely avoid it. But we shouldn't have to afraid be afraid of change. People are just stagnant into their own reality. Uh-huh. And that's what causes people to become self-conscious about their reality because you want to change, but you just can't because of the comfort in it. And you fear that you're going to have so much different things happen to you. And and that's all an existential crisis and all that. It, uh, 
And God damn it, have a freaking brain fart. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Take your time, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I honestly think that nobody should be afraid of change. The only thing we should have to fear is fear itself. And that's one of my favorite quotes by uh, the, uh, I think it's FDR. Or yeah, I, th- I think it is it. too. Yeah. Yeah, man, because fear is the unknown. Fear is something you aren't so sure about. And if you are, if you fear something, knowing the consequences of what is to happen, you are not afraid of that. You are not, you don't have fear of that. You're just scared of it. Exactly. You cannot be scared of something over time. That's why people actually change. Because they overcome that, and overcoming things—that's a—that's a—that's a really tough thing to do. Because it all involves the mental strength of one man, and if they—they they can't change, well, they'll become this. What is the problem? Yeah, I think it's... I think I'm I think I'm confusing myself. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Like I said, you you make a great speaker. You know. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sorry. You go. I was gonna say only when I can speak. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I I speak like a, a drunken heroin addict. <laughs> Same. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was, who <laughs> drank my beer? <laughs> Sometimes I'll just start a, a sentence and then I'll just stop. Yeah. <laughs> just... so, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I just, I don't even know where I'm going with it. I just hope I find it along the way. Yeah. For yeah. sure, man. But I, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's all a perspective thing. Everything, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, you could, if you can change your perspective to agree with somebody and you find truth between the either perspective, you have healed a wound in humanity. Mm-hmm. So it, if people can agree that Metallica had such a creative aspect during like St. Anger and beyond where they found a new sense of expressing themselves it it just it, it, that just shows how great the fucking band is exactly uh, you know and speaking of like bad tones like you know like early actually the entirety of peter Steele's like uh career you know from carnivore from fallout to carnivore to typo negative you know he always well i'm not sure about follow i haven't listened to follow haven't been able to i haven't found anything on it but carnivore and typo negative have all these like really trashy guitar tones that has a way of expressing because you know if you use like a good guitar tone it doesn't like it doesn't blend as well along with peter Steele's tone and joss silver's piano tones and 
the way it's it like goes together, like those melodic things, the Beatlesque, I'm pretty sure it's called the Beatlesque beats that they have, where it's like all together, the bass, the the guitar, and the the, the effects of uh, Josh Silver, you know, like in the yeah. thing of what we hate everyone, do 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 it just sounds so freaking cool, man. Mm. It, and the way you you express that, it becomes like it, it, you feel something different for expressing. Like every, like if you listen to one song, it feel it makes you feel about this emotion, and then you listen to this, and it makes you feel about your childhood. You know, mm. when I listen to "We Hate Everyone," I think of uh, Spectrobes. Uh, Spectro Beyond the Portals, the DS game. It was like an old DS game. It was uh, yeah. it was Disney's take on Pokemon before they actually. I think they own the rights to Pokemon now, do they? I think so. I'm they, not a hundred percent, but yeah. But back in 2007, was it 2007 or like 04? They had this web series called. Spectrobes, and I think the theme song just sounded like that. You know, it brought me back to once I was a child. And you know, if you could feel that, and it brings you back to a different place, that's their way of expressing things. You know, make you feel something. And that's yeah. And that's the whole idea of music. If you don't feel something from the music, is it really music? It isn't. And that's a. Th- and I think that's something that's so overlooked with modern music. It's just that it's not like modern music is written from like the stance of what are people going to like, not what do I feel? You know, it's looking for validation from others, not like the, um, it's it's looking for validation from others, not it's it's not looking for the truth within the music. Yeah, man. And if you go in with that attitude, you are less likely to get anywhere. Yeah. And I honestly think today's music, today's music, there is some good in it, but at the same time, it's rigged. Yeah. When uh, I think like Donda came out, it was on top of everything, but nobody listened to it. You know, is that number one on the iTunes chart? Nobody listened to it yet. Like, what What the hell is going on here? Yeah. And then it, and then it as much, it, it's not a good album for Kanye West. Kanye West actually makes good music, but for a Kanye West album, wait, is it even Kanye West or am I being stupid? No, it's Kanye. Okay. But like for a Kanye West album, this is this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I haven't listened to it, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I haven't listened to it either. I just know it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting over a cold. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. Uh, but you know, Metallica. Back in 1983, they weren't looking for validation to anybody. They were just looking to fuck everyone in the face with their riffs, you know? 
and yeah. they they were looking for music that they wanted to listen to. Yet again, years later, James Hetfield was like, "Why did I sing like that?" But like, that's besides the point. Uh, they went in with their their cocks out and said, "This is what we want to listen to, and this is what you are going to hear." And sure. they were successful with that mentality. You yeah. know, hundred percent. They they had, you know, within their like first couple shows when they like completely wrote Kill 'Em All, but way before it was like released, back when Dave Mustaine was in the band, they had people tearing off other people's shirts of bands they don't like. That's how <laughs> devoted. That's how devoted the band, what the the band, the the fans were, and you know, yeah, they they were crazy, you know. Well, Metallica was so unique at that time, too. Oh, yeah. Nothing like that had been done. No. And, well, especially in the, in the, the, Bay, the Bay Area. Yeah. Know? I mean, back before Kirk Hammock joined the band, you know, it, it, they had, they had a, a, what was, what was band? What band was he in? Exodus. Yeah, he was yeah. in Exodus. Yeah, he was and, in Exodus, and then he went to Metallica. Yeah, and Exodus, you know, it had it had high vocals, but it had it it was diff, did differently. That's why people wanted to go see Anthrax, and other people wanted to go see Metallica. Yeah, because they're all different, varying things, you know. Yeah, well, like James Hetfield <clears throat> is a vocalist, but um, oh, I can't remember who Anthrax's singer was and is, but um, Anthrax had a singer, you know. Th- yeah. And they're different, but they both fit their, you know, their style. Yeah, it James Hetfield was before the Black Album. He was never a vocalist, never a singer. He was an instrument. Oh, for exactly. You know, he had two octaves. You know, yeah. From I don't know. I watched some shit react to uh his style of singing but he had two octaves during that time and the way he actually d- d- placed it in uh like nothing else matters even then you know he still had two octaves and he was able to sing in that like he didn't you know for an instrument he was great but as a singer he had something that nobody else could do he could sing in two octaves and do 15,000 things with those two octaves. He could sing with distortion. He could yodel, I think. <laughs> uh, well, yodeling is not yodeling. It's like it's a, a mix between like a higher octave and a yeah. low, lower octave. You could see it uh, in the in the MTV Unplugged video of uh, Kurt Cobain singing Where Did, Where Did You Sleep Net Last Night? Yeah. Oh, that's a good song. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, it you know you could do so much things, you know, and that's why people went to Metallica show because they had all these different things to yeah. have their originality, you know. And when C- Cliff joined the band and then they came out with freaking Ride the Lightning, they're like, everyone's like, oh my god, you know? Yeah. They're, you know, when when Ride the Lightning came out, everybody was so 
grace about it because it was nothing like they've ever heard of before. Even with Kill Em All, it was still nothing like they never heard before. You know, with with Cliff with Cliff's bass, with the wah, nobody nobody really used wah in bass. No, you know, not like Cliff did. It's created a riff from that that was never heard of. Well, Cliff was like one of the, the best bassists, you know. Yeah, he was the man. You it, know, and it, you know, it, he had he had his own style, and you know, it, it, the entire band had their own style of playing. Not not one of them besides Cliff knew how a song was supposed to be written, and you know. Lars doesn't even know how to play the drums. Still doesn't. Still <laughs> <No>. doesn't. <laughs> but he's a great drummer. He he's is. Still great. He's still it, he, I it, was talking to someone and they and they were telling me, yeah, Lars isn't the best drummer, but he he fits for Metallica. Yeah. It you know, I I I watched a, a video of um What's his name? Joey Jordison playing with Metallica, and that sounded freaking great because Joey Jordison is literally probably the best drummer of all time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it it just sounded great with Creeping Death, and I was like, maybe, maybe uh, uh, Lars should have won the handoff with the cards instead of <laughs> it being Cliff and Kirk. No. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Lars fits, but they could also, if they got a new drummer, would it really be that big of a difference? It it probably make a big difference, but I mean, the, like in a good sense, like yeah, like would it much matter if they had another, if Lars just disappeared? Probably yeah. not, but. <laughs> At the same time, Lars had the uh, the creative thing, you know. He would yeah. come up with things with each instrument, you know. You saw it like on like the uh, the documentary of Hardwired to Self Destruct, you know. He was he was talking he was talking over the intercom like, why don't we do that and then do it to that and add that on next to it. Yeah, and he was writing with. With James, and he's like, "Why don't we go da na 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 da da?" And then that that eventually became a uh, hardwired to self disrupt, you know. For sure, yeah, and like Lars was one of him, and I can't remember exactly how like they formed, but wasn't it Lars who put out the ad looking for um for band members? Yeah, it, Lars. Uh, he uh, he literally just put out the ad. James answered it, and they went over to his house. He went over to his house, and all he could smell was armpits. Uh, <laughs> I I remember the uh, I remember the uh, the inter- not the interview the uh, the documentary. But uh, and then they they put out a thing for a lead lead guitar player. Then Dave answered that, and I'm pretty sure they already had uh, uh, the original basis, which was, I'm not sure. 
I can't remember the name of the the basis, but he he I think he actually wrote like most of the bass lines for uh, Kill 'Em All. Hmm. And and the only thing that Cliff did was anesthesia on uh, Kill 'Em All, which was yeah, which kind of made up for it. Oh yeah, a great song, of course, and like. Dave Mustaine, I, I love Dave Mustaine. He's one of my favorite guitarists and singers in like metal. But I'm glad he I'm glad they kicked him out of Metallica hundred percent, you know? Yeah. Because it... like one, we wouldn't have Megadeth. Yeah. Two and... well, well we Kirk Hammond we is you go. We would we wouldn't have uh, Ride the Lightning, especially probably the greatest song of Metallica, which is Creeping Death. You know, he wrote he wrote the whole thing from Exodus, the little the bridge. Yeah. You know the uh, hold on the I don't know I can't play it. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but uh. He wrote he wrote a lot of the solos for uh, Ride the Lightning as much as the main riff was written by Dave Mustaine. And no, wait, wait. Yeah, it was just Dave Mustaine who wrote the the main riff for Ride the Lightning and Kirk Hammett wrote the solo. And that's probably one of the greatest solos of Metallica. Yeah. And even and Kirk Kirk doesn't write amazing solos. You know, he just has like his own style to it. That yeah, makes him he's awesome. unique. Yeah, it. I, it, I like. I don't really like Metallica solos, but I find myself associated with like way I shred. I find myself associated to Kirk Hammett more than anything uh, when I shred. You know, sure. And it's 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 weird. <laughs> Well, it's also the only solos I know how to play are Kirk Hammett solos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, I'm I'm excited to hear his uh, solo album too. You know, Portals. Oh, it, I didn't know he was making one. No, it, it was everywhere. Really? Yeah, Loudwire even reported it. Oh, I hate I, Loudwire. It, I don't read Loudwire anymore. <laughs> why? Um, because they're because they're uh, very opinionated, or they just say oh, bullshit. I, well, that and that, and I think they just suck. Like, their yeah. their articles are dumb, you know. Yeah, and their predecessors, especially Loudwire underscore only bullshit, is a prick. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the one in that band. Um, have you been in any bands like? before or like played any shows or anything no no i've just played like littlest of things like at like youth group i just played the guitar that's around there and uh at like bible studies you know i i i i as weird as it is i have bible studies with mormon missionaries almost every week you know i i don't i'm not a mormon i just I we just have similar beliefs, you know. We believe the Bible. For I sure. just don't believe. I don't believe the Book of Mormon at all. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to say it's a lie because I honestly respect anybody's faith and anybody's opinion about religion, you know, but it's just sure. not something I believe in. But uh, I, I have, I have uh, Bible studies with them and they really enjoy uh, my music and what I do. Oh, well, that's sick. Oh, yeah. That's great. And, and I've actually reached out to different musicians. I was like, yo, uh, I saw you playing a show uh, this week. Uh, how did you get that show? And how much does it cost usually? And he's like, oh, it, it's like out in Spencer, uh, Massachusetts. And he's like, yeah, I, I just know the owner. He's letting me play for free. And I was just like, you think he'd let me play? for a few bucks and he's just like I don't know I'll ask him next time I see him and I was like all right you know you know I'm surveying my options seeing yeah what I can and can cannot do but definitely have to uh play a show something like something either big or small yeah maybe you like do you guys have any like like festivals or fairs or there any at any time because to uh, me that would be a good yeah. place to look. Yeah, I have a there's a carnival every like two there's like two uh carnivals or fairs every year. There's a uh, summer one and a fall one between June and August. Yeah. I could I don't think they do have musical entertainment, but if they do, I'd probably be calling whoever's in charge of that yeah like five times a week (laughs) (laughs) dude i i hope you get to play live soon because i think that'd be sick oh yeah you know have you You... ever thought about getting uh one of those pickups for your uh for an acoustic that you just put over the the hole and then you, you just plug it into like an amp yeah yeah i was thinking about that but at the same time the guitar I have is only a hundred bucks, so it like depending on the weathering, no, it stays in tune fine. It sounds nice. The one thing I'm scared about is it actually like breaking on me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense, man. Because it's it's they're high tension strings. They're uh, they're bronze strings, so they're a little more high tension than the ones you'd usually put on to it. But I've maintenance so far that it shouldn't. So, I could I could definitely do that. It'd probably make my uh my search a lot easier. <laughs> and they're not even that expensive either. No, no, not really. Yeah, I'd probably I'll probably start looking for that. But all yeah, I would the- need is like a bigger amp because all I have is a like twelve twelve fifteen watt practice hmm. amp. Yeah, I got I got a really. I, I my guitar came it, it was like fifty bucks and it came with the guitar and the amp so it's not the highest quality <laughs> oh, the yeah. guitar or the amp but <laughs> <laughs> I'm um oh damn what was I gonna say this happened like four times already <laughs> <laughs> I but, felt um, that oh yeah, yeah yeah if you if you go to play a play a show with your acoustic guitar I um. You just slap some distortion on it, and if, if you have one of those uh, acoustic guitars that have like the EQ settings on the like on the actual guitar, if you turn those up, it sounds heavier than an electric guitar. Hmm. 
Yeah, so my buddy, he has a 12-string, and we were playing it at his house, and I brought my amp. And we turned on the distortion and turned up all the settings on his guitar, and it sounded heavier than my guitar. Huh. Yeah, it was actually pretty sick. Yeah, man. I was looking at a, uh, like, a, a Dean ML, which was, it's dime bag shape of a guitar, but an acoustic oh, guitar. That would be sick. Yeah, and I was looking at it in black, and I was just like, hmm. One day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much how much are those? Like three hundred to four hundred. That's not bad. No, not at all. They sound good, they look good. Hell it will scare the crap out of Catholics, that would that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But for real, I I'd love I hope you get to perform live soon one day, because I think that'd be I think people would really like your tunes, man. Thanks, man. Do you have any um, other songs written other than the uh, the ones that you've posted on your Instagram there? So effing many, bro. Around 30 yeah? to 40 songs, actually. Sick. Yeah, man. So you dabble in both, like, acoustic and electric, then? Um, I had, like, two or three, like, electric song guitar songs that you know it's uh, i've done like i'm trying to do a little bit like a foo fighters-esque songs and like a car carnivore-esque song called uh oh i can't even say that that's very politically driven but uh that's all right you can tell us the name of it uh oh it's not even politically named uh it's called space laser annihilator and (laughs) that sounds awesome it's about uh, illegal aliens. Like, it's a metaphor between aliens and illegal aliens. Ah. You know, like, space aliens and, like, people coming over the border. I get you, I get you. Yeah, that's like, it's it's really, like, it's a cool metaphor, but at the same time, it's kind of screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty sick, man. I think I think you have definitely the the potential to go somewhere with your music. If once you start recording it, for sure, man. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks for that, man. Uh, I I'd, I'd buy your album. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure you would. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I I really enjoy talking to you. Oh, the presence all mine, man. So sorry this took so long. It's all right. Um, I think that's about it. I, I kind of got to go in a few minutes here. So, yeah. Um, do you think you could play us one more song to end out this interview here? Yes, I can. All right. So what's this next one called? Well, this this song is about the fact of falling in love and the fact that life goes on a little too fast. So this one's called marry me. Oh, okay.
Loving a small town really hurts When dating is a horrid curse There's liars and cheaters and even fools Broken heart is the only way you're cool That's all your face Then I ask you to marry me Please freaking marry me face when I was wronged. I've been hurt for far too long. When my heart was all locked up, every girl seemed to shut me off. You hold the key to my cardiac when you pulled up. In that blue Cadillac Then I ask you to marry me Thanks so much yeah. for coming on the show. Uh, thank you. You got a uh, one more thing I gotta say. You have a great singing voice. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I like as soon as I, like when I I was listening to some of your stuff on the way over here. It, it was I I was because I've heard it before, but just listening to it again, I was just completely like surprised i don't know why but mm-hmm. I, I really thought i really think you have a good singing voice so thanks man and it, hey man if you ever and i mean ever want to come back on the show again hit me up oh i, I, I will. promise I next will. time it won't take so long 
<laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate I appreciate this opportunity, man. I really I really love this, man. Because yeah, it was, it's, it's just one step further to my dream, man. You know, yeah, you're helping man. me accomplish this accomplish this, man. Where can uh where can my listeners go and find you? What? Where can my listeners uh find your stuff? On it on my Instagram, uh at Andre Wright the X Grabber. I'm pretty sure you can uh, link it in uh oh, the title. Because sure. I don't have it anywhere else. I have a couple drafts on YouTube that are unlisted. Actually I think uh one of them is the the this song. No, not this song, uh Die With You is public on my YouTube. But like there's only like three views on it. But uh definitely only on my my Instagram. Okay. That's where I, that's where I post everything. Well, I'll, right, for, I'll be sure to link that so my listeners can go and check you out, man. All right. I appreciate you, man. All right, man. Thanks again. Like I said, everyone to come back on, just hit me up and I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll get you on here, man. All right, man. All right. We'll see you. Thanks. Hey, like I said, thanks so much for coming on. See you in a no, little bit, man. Later. Thank you, man. See you, man. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank um, Andre for coming on the show. Thank you again so much, man. Really cool, really cool guy. And um, and he, when he listens to this, I just want to, like I said on the interview, if he ever wants to come back on, just let me know because I'm sure we can make something out, work, work something out. And, um, you know, it was really just a great time having him on the show. Anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of the show, I think. I don't think there's anything else I need to uh, mention. It's been a really good time to have, uh, to, to get him back on the show um, and have and have some interviews done. Oh, wow, that was loud. Firing up the old uh, interface and the microphone, plugging everything in. I'm surprised I didn't lose everything, you know, or forget how to do everything. So, um, yeah, so we're, other than that, we're just going to be hanging out, doing nothing really. Um, we'll, we'll have the one year, or four, sorry, four year anniversary of Phenomena Nations dropping next week, or, uh, no, 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 not, not, not next week. On Sunday, right after this episode, two days after this episode, so be on the lookout for that. It's gonna be a great episode. This release schedule, like I said, this month is gonna be all messed up, but we're gonna release three episodes this month. N- n- only one of them on the the the, the uh, usually the usual release date on a Friday. One's gonna be on a Sunday. One's gonna be on a Tuesday. It's going to be a whole thing, but it's going to be a good time, and I want to thank you guys for um, listening to the show. It really means a lot that you guys tune in. I work hard on this, and, um, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's really, it, it's really, um, cool thing to see people listen and message me about the show, so if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, or if you have Maybe if you have a story you want to tell for the show, or you want some advice on something, please just let me know. Please let me know, and, and I'm sure to uh, I'll be I'll, I'll try to um, 
uh, uh, I'll try to read it, you know, and message you back and stuff. Uh, direct messaging me on Instagram works best. My email gets clogged up a lot and really easy. But like I said, uh, DM works best. You can try and email me. I'm, I've tried to be more diligent in my email checking, but if someone sent me something, it probably got lost in there. If you sent it to me in email, if so, send it again, please. If if you, if I haven't talked about it on the show, try and send it again, or DM me on Instagram, like I said. And um, yeah, that's about it for the show. It's been a really good time. It's um, I've had a lot of fun. Really, it's been a really good, good episode um, today. A little bit shorter, I think. I'm not sure exactly how long it's going to be by the time I'm recording this, but, you know. But, I'm rambling now, so we might as well end the show. It's been good time. Where's my volume? I'll turn that bad boy up there. And, um, yeah. So we're going to be playing you a song. This is Fight for Your Right, a cover from the by a cover of the Beastie Boys by Fulminator, one of my favorite uh um crossover thrash bands. Anyway, that's about it for me today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Well, we'll see you on Sunday actually. Hope you tune in later.
easily better than the original. And I know I've said that before, but definitely I enjoy that one better than the original. I love Fulminator too, so they're one of my favorite thrash bands ever. Ah, damn it. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, great band, and um, yeah, we'll see you on Sunday, hopefully.